Dungeons and Lights, your Torquebajir and Taxons and Buffalo, if you've managed to find some earbuds, welcome to the Wonder Years for all your Animorphs rereading and eventual rewatching needs. I'm Sarah, just kidding, I'm an ant. <laughs> I'm, I'm Blair, but just the normal kind, I guess. Uh, I'm the thing. <laughs> also, I'm here, and my name's Seda, and I've been here Hi. the whole time. <laughs> and you're not an ant. Um, I mean, I have a niece and a nephew. Aww. <laughs> yeah. That's an adorable answer. <laughs> uh, well, I get, oh, don't I feel like a fish out of water? <laughs> or an ant out of the anthill? Oh, who just cracked up and opened a cold one? <laughs> it was uh, not me. Whoa, who was it? <laughs> I don't know, Zeta. <laughs> um, personally... I'm enjoying um, a lavender, sunflower, honey, and date beer right now. Oh, wow. Um, it is truly as insane as it sounds, um, but it's good. It's, it's good. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I'm enjoying water. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I'm enjoying a, water. Got a lime sparkling water. Uh, oh, look at you. <laughs> just really chilling. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. The loud. I I moved to a place that somehow has loud, louder automobile traffic outside my window than my last place. <laughs> oh, isn't it uh, fun renting? <laughs> so we read. So we read Animorphs this week. We read an Animorphs this week. We read. This is if you'll if you just listen close. One of the physical co- physical books that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very excitingly, you sent us in our little group chat. Uh, the whatever you would call it, the, little, the individual like, images, the little flip book. Yeah, flip, the flip, flip book. book. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take a video of that going the right way because I sent you the reverse way, and I'll I'll put it well, on Twitter so we can link it. Well, if you think about but... it, actually no, that doesn't make sense. That it's very that close though. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I was gonna say if you think about it, that's actually the right way. But then I remembered the water buffalo, not the water buffalo. What kind of buffalo is it? Just the buffalo, buffalo. I don't know. That's a specific type of buffalo. Buffalo, um, buffalo, 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 buffalo. Yeah. Yes. It's the buffalo that's known as the Widowmaker. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. Apparently. Um. <laughs> All right. So y'all want to talk about this cover? Uh, yes. <laughs> so, Abel, I am loving Cassie's power stance in the first picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, ready to morph. Very strong. I also, I realized that I forgot to send you, because I have a physical book, there's also, there's the thing, you know, it does where the, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the cover has a front cutout, and then there's an insert yeah, yeah, in, yeah. inside. The insert inside mm-hmm. made me very, very worried about the contents of this book because it's a bunch of cops around a truck with a buffalo inside, and I was like, is this going to be another fucking, like, animal torture book? And I mean, it... Yeah, kind of. Not yeah. in a way that... <laughs> Existential more than physical, but yeah. Yeah. So that 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 made me worried. The cover is pretty strong, otherwise, though. Yep. I am. Um, I, I I I just I I am enamored by Cassie's hair morphing into horns. Yeah. I um. It's it's um. It enters the uncanny valley immediately. Oh yeah. Uh, Usually we get, um, at least for the second stage in, in, in these sort of morph transitions, the second one looks um, maybe a little flirty or cute about the whole thing, and that's the third one that starts to look real fucked. Um, it's just like someone kind of stretched her face. 
lengthwise. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, a big part of it is just that the buffalo painting is not great to look upon. No, right. the buffalo painting kind of looks like, um, it looks like it was from, um, you remember that episode of Parks and Recreation where, like, they, ha- they had that big argument over, like, the Pawnee mural? Uh... No, I, I mean, I remember the mural content, but not the specific. Okay, anyways, it, it just kind of looks like that buffalo was, like, ripped straight from that mural. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, um, well, also, while we're here, how are we feeling about this tagline and also this title? So the title, so, I guess... I'll I allow just, it. I just decided I'll allow it, yeah. I, I spent a lot of time being like, what? But I guess they're technically hiding something. I, but, like, they're hiding something every book. Like... Yeah. I guess... It is the I guess thrust of this one, though. A I stop feel clock like, is right twice a day, I guess. You know, so we should also introduce a segment where maybe we try and come up with a better name. I feel like The Chase. Yeah. Uh, something oh like God. that. You know, The Hunt, even, I would accept. Uh, as for the tagline, it's to morph or not to morph. That is the question. I'm actually going to allow that too because it did. Yeah. This whole book does end up being another like chasing morph energy thing, and yes. so they do a few times have to, have to decide to whether it's a good idea to morph or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I mean, two for two on this one—a rare, a rare, a rare hundred uh, percent from animals. Well, I'm not going to say a hundred. I'm going to say like a solid seventy. Yeah. And it, with a lot of stipulations two. attached to it. It's, is it two for two, asterisk, 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 like Barry Bonds' home run records? It's like yes. a point seven each, you know? Two for two, both passed, but they didn't get full marks. Right. Okay. They arrived at the correct answer, but they did not show their work. Right. C's technically get degrees, but yeah. uh, That's true. <laughs> let's start I, a little higher for that. I can attest to that. <laughs> As can I. Um, <laughs> Y'all want to get into this book? Oh, yes. This one's fucking wild. This one does this, some okay, stuff. I gotta say, this one is wild, and it is also nowhere near as wild as I expected it to go as soon as I read about as soon as I, like, knew what the core crux of it was. Oh, I... I, uh, disagree. <laughs> I feel like this kept getting crazier and no, weirder it does. in, it, 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 in uh, ways that I was like, okay... Yeah, okay. it, go, it, it goes as wild. It goes okay. It goes wilder than I was expecting, in a completely different direction than I expected. I expected this to go down like uh, like a uh, humanity level, like a much more deep rumination on what it truly means to be like human. And is the buffalo now human? And they just kind of like brush past that. And then, oh fuck, we gotta run a lot. Yeah. Um. So I guess to to start diving into the the nonsense. We open with it's so it's a Cassie book, yes, um, it is. and we we open with Cassie just chilling out trying to trying to heal a little mouse with a broken leg, mm-hmm. um in in her little uh, uh uh animal rescue shelter garage thing, um barn and Eric is well first of all she hears a helicopter but cannot identify the sound of a helicopter, um and. She's like, what's all that? And then Eric is just like, hey, bad news. Um, remember you, the Helmicrons? Remember those little little bastards? Um, <laughs> the Helmicrons are mentioned by name like three times in this book, and that's it. Um, yeah, but th- that's okay, because it's really not them being the, the main thing here. It's really more of their uh, technology that's the issue. 
as a, um, as yeah. a quick refresher, because I did not remember who the Helmicrons were until quite a bit in. Really small. Really, really the small really, aliens. Just the <laughs> tiny aliens. The ones that Cassie eats as an anteater. Oh my god, I forgot she ate them. Oh my god, I forgot she ate them, you guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, I love these books! Yeah, they're the really small, I think we're like akin to God's uh, alien um, in the in the shrinking, uh, I was going to call it, it's an episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the moment. Uh, and Eric's all like, hey, Cassie, nice to see you again. Um, bad news, you know that little blue cube you've got the escafil device well um the yurks can use helmicron technology to figure out where it is see you uh that's a problem so we're just gonna have to run around a whole bunch to try to deal with that you move it i'm gonna tell everyone else um so cassie hops into the car with her mom uh, to head to the gardens. And then Eric just deuces for the rest of the book, right? Like, that's the last we see of him for... Effectively, a- he's like a little plot device um, yeah. fairy. He's just like, uh, hey, Cassie, shit's fucked. Go, bye. I was really yeah. hoping that he'd be in it more because in the sort of, like, here's who we are, here's our situation, info dump at the beginning, she actually makes pains, like, takes pains to mention the chi, which they, do- they often don't, um, in the whole, like, layout of here's where we're at. We're the warriors. Mm-hmm. Burr burr. And they actually, she actually mentioned Chi, our allies. I was like, ooh, Chi book. No. Chi yeah. book. No. Sometime. We'll get, we'll get more Chi book sometime. I'm sure of it. Yes. Well, hopefully. Um, I love, there's a quick detail here that just, I really liked that Cassie's mom is like a really shitty driver. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that's it's just really so funny. cute and funny to me. Like it, uh, Cassie talks about being impatient because her mom is talking while she's driving and she can't talk without taking her foot off the gas pedal. <laughs> That's so terrible. What a yeah. driver. And she's going 30 on a 45, and Cassie's freaking out because the person behind them is getting really, really mad, and Cassie can't. Cassie's worried, like, oh, fuck, is that a year, or is that just an asshole? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm it's the person getting asshole. really, really mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. Hi. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, they, they go to the gardens, and... I really like the the sort of setup of them all meeting up. Like Cassie is walking around as a human, and she's kind of hiding the escafil in her shirt. And then suddenly mm-hmm. she sees a bunch of seagulls. And I love there's like she sees a seagull staring down a kid who's eating fries, and she's like, "Well, I found oh, axe. axe." And Aww. then the kid like tosses him a French fry, and he gets really happy. And I'm just like, "President Trash Boy, like." Uh, King of all garbage, I love him. President uh, um, Trash Boy is the best name for him, I think. Yeah. I'm like yeah. kind of reeling. It like took me a while to hit, but mm. it's uh, President Trash Boy is incredible. Oh, it's just just does everything. Yeah, it just does it captures all. Captures the highs, the lows, the side to sides. The trash. Yep. Yeah, the trash, the um, boy. This this mm. entire scene where Cassie is like kind of running through the the gardens, like trying to just like dodge out of the sight lines of everyone of like all of like the controllers. It it's really a pretty reminded, cool scene. I, yeah, it reminded me of the um that scene in the at the beginning of the Matrix in the office where uh, Morpheus calls Neo and is like, okay, go here, do this, do that. I fucking like it. Yeah. Oh, I can totally see that. It. Uh, the, I guess. <laughs> I recently, wow, we, Cher's an actor, I recently rewatched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, uh, Excellent Adventure, because it was showing at a movie theater here, mm-hmm. and there you have a scene in the police 
office where they have like time traveled and set a bunch of like clues all through <laughs> to each other being like you're gonna have to duck now and it <laughs> has has very similar energy so a complete sidebar from what you like related when you said shares an actor I thought it was just a complete diversion about the musical, you know, uh, artist share. Have we talked about <laughs> Not the fact that they share Keanu Reeves as an actor between those two movies? Listen. So I was trying to figure out why you said that. <laughs> it's a lot like the scene in Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again, where Cher finally arrives in a helicopter. Um... <laughs> Um, but she has morphing powers and is trying to um, take um, direction from a bunch of um, middle schoolers as seagulls. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> if you told me that Cher is like some kind of animal that got stuck as a human, I might believe that. Yeah. But like yeah. hundreds of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a long time ago. Like the same, same thing you said. Say uh, Bjork got, Bjork got nothleted more recently. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so, Cassie. She escapes she, uh, by getting into a mystery truck. Yes, yes. with a cake buffalo, a.k.a. Widowmaker. Yes. yes. With, so the bunch a, of, a bunch of controllers are sitting in the cab, and she's like, ooh, this bad, because I got Escafil device, so I have to get out of here. Um, so she gets into the main area of the truck, and there's a barely restrained huge buffalo yeah. sitting back a, there. Really- there's a really good moment. There's a really good like writing moment that I like, which is just like the the Cape Buffalo strained against its ropes. One of the ropes snapped. The Cape Buffalo like thrashed around wildly, just like a nice little. Uh, I don't know what the word is. I like I liked the it. Yeah, yeah, just thrashing around wildly. Well, just just like the the Cape Buffalo was barely restrained, and then like the the rope snapped, and then suddenly the Cape Buffalo is not restrained whatsoever. Oh sure, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> the Cape Buffalo is free. I guess um, I just found myself like, why is this buffalo so poorly res- restrained? Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of, uh, I think a lot of Animorphs is about um, poor decision-making surrounding animals. That's true. <laughs> yeah, like every, I feel like everyone the Animorphs encounter that are not like directly related to Cassie are like just the fucking worst at animal husbandry of any variety. Yeah, yeah, um... Yeah, and even then, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's hard, I guess, when you have. I think Cassie's lo- parents. I think Cassie's parents are good at animal husbandry. Sure, sure, um, but you know, there's always a wild card in there somewhere. Yeah, um, but anyways, so Cassie acquires the Cape Buffalo to calm it down, and then she gets, then she turns into the Cape Buffalo, and we get some wonderful onomatopoeia here. It's so a, much. It's a bad morph. It's a really bad morph, but we do get the a sco- spruce. Like, we, we, we get a spruce. Spruce. We get a spruce. Spruce. We also get a schloop schloop, and we also get a description of, Sk- of Cassie's c- skull cracking open for the first of, like, eight times in this book. Whoever wrote Insane. this was obsessed with that visual. Who wrote this book? I, uh, I just want to have a word with them. Yeah, let me fun- <laughs> let me take a look. Uh, the Hidden. It animal. says Laura Batonet Weiss. Batonet, yeah. I'm not pronouncing that right. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, I can't pronounce normal words that aren't names, so... Uh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say I have rights on this one. Uh. I love that. So like, Cassie and the real buffalo sort of. Lars, sorry, Lars and the real girl, but Cassie and the real buffalo. Um, <laughs> they just. Thank you. That is kind of. We could anyway. It's um, kind of what. <laughs> a little bit. I mean. 
mean, plus the thing. There's some humanization of some stuff. Um, they burst out and basically just start wrecking shit. And Cassie headbutts the shit out of Visser 3's limo. Can you imagine how good that would feel? Oh, like, for sure. She definitely loses control of this. By the way, this book is incredibly bloody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This one's incredibly bloody. And also, Visser 3 almost gets his shit brought, like, just completely fucking murked, like, four times. And I was so mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the like, Buffalo, listen, don't get, like... wrong, don't get me wrong. I love Visser 3 with all my heart. But also, like, it was precariously close to just being over for them, like, for him, like, four times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous playing with buffaloes, apparently. Um, I, buffaloes, I mean, it makes a certain amount of sense, but they're not certain. The animal I would out and out classify as, like, here's a really dangerous animal you should avoid at all costs, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they're big. They are big. So. They do have sharp port, ports. Short ports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got short ports. Uh, porps? Porps. Their porps are uh, sharp. <laughs> continue. Nope, if you that's can. It. <laughs> no? Uh, you, the buffalo uses his short porps to just uh, gore Chapman and fucking throw him set, like out of frame. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, and then they all, they all sort of run away. Uh... I mean, that's that's sort of if 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 it ever seems like we're jumping between two scenes in this book, it's because they ran between those two scenes. Right. Uh, there's a lot of constant movement, which I mean, we knew up front this was going to be sort of a. How long do you think this book takes place over? Less than an hour. Oh, oh yeah, if that. for sure. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's only it's one of the shorter books. It's only twenty two chapters. With that with that in mind. Holy fuck, the amount of morphs that's happening in this book is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting to think about that because Cassie several times mentions how tired she is when she has to go into yep. a morph. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's interesting that they're pulling that back. But when you think about it in context of how quickly it goes, that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it does, yes. Yeah. Um, they, um, yeah. Just, out of curi- just out of curiosity, um, we mentioned that this book was uh, pretty graphic. Uh, I just wanted to mention two of the, the other two books that the ghostwriter Laura Bat- Batiani Weiss wrote which were uh, The Exposed which is the one with the uh, Pimalite ship in the ocean and also the drug house. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also wrote the one where Jake almost has to kill his brother. Well. Alright. <laughs> three for three perhaps? <laughs> Alright. You're on one. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, this one honestly gets so, it's so Cronenberg. So quickly. Oh. Yes! I literally, literally, literally in my notes. Hold on. Literally in my fucking notes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's, literally, I literally I wrote in my fucking notes, I need the adaptation of this book to be directed by Cronenberg. There's th- yeah, there's, there's, there's an element of, of body horror to all Animorphs. Um, and they've played with it before when it comes to like morphing going badly what happens here is that cassie is trying to walk through the forest she sees the buffalo and then realizes the buffalo has chapman's head and it starts to morph into chapman and she realizes that the buffalo touched the escafil device and then touched chapman and can now 
sort of morph like can morph but doesn't really have control over it so is like half buffalo half human um is and then and becomes fully human but is still acting like a buffalo right uh, and just very like instinctive and like uh animalistic mm-hmm. and it's uh it's it's bad it's bad to think about and cassie is not having a good time <laughs> no it's 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 there's so many moving parts with this particular book. Yeah. Um, and it just feels like the the half human, half buffalo morphing, like, uh, uh, like encroaching upon sentience creature. Yeah, um, it's just it's... like, well, I guess we have to deal with this fucking thing too. Basically, yeah. um, I I just I just really can't get over the first time it like tries to morph and it just like get kind of gets stuck a little bit because it's like i don't know yeah <laughs> i'm just i'm just a little buffalo it's like i don't, I don't know. know what this what's happening and also this sucks yeah it's yeah. i feel like these like i'm the book the the series doesn't treat any of the kids with uh you know kid gloves none of them are treated particularly tenderly or gently that's the entire series i just i feel like they especially really want to break cassie i know because i just feel like the books i understand why it's interesting because she continues to be the moral heart like the moral epicenter of the group yeah she's the most diametrically opposed to violence in any way shape or form and yeah so i understand why it's narratively interesting to test her uh-huh. Uh, but I feel like they also just keep it, keep throwing her pretty much the most psychologically absolutely batshit things yeah, to deal with. Yeah, yeah, like right. the time where she had to get herself stuck as a caterpillar. Yeah, which or, they allude to in this book. Yep, they they allude to that a couple of times. I feel like. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can let me see if I can just grab a couple other uh, Cassie books uh, just for just for reference. I mean. Um, the she she fucking... also briefly references uh, her time with Karen, the child controller. Right. Yeah, that's the that's the one where she turns into a caterpillar. Oh, I didn't remember that. Um, yeah. I think of those as such completely opposite events in her life. Uh, <laughs> they kind of sense. do feel that way, though. But I yeah. Yeah, I guess um, it was tied. Yeah, um, but uh, she's they... she's had a rough. <laughs> Very much so, and like. They, they basically, she introduces the rest of the gang to the buff a human. Um, mm-hmm. And they all sort of come to the realization at the same time that if the Yerks get access to this creature, um, no matter what form he ends up being stuck in, uh, they could access his brain and then... Right. He has seen Cassie morph in whatever form. I'm going to keep using he for the buffalo because one of the really interesting details in this book is Cassie struggling with pronoun usage. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because she's like, it, oh, he, because she's dealing with trying to figure out whether to refer to this creature as a person or as an animal and like how much sentience to ascribe to it right um it's it's a really interesting concept i think um because 
I would say the idea that do we really inherit, do we inherit, we are, the, do the Animorphs inherit, we don't have morphing powers, or do we? Um, <laughs> do, do the you'll Animorphs... Never, you'll never know that, Yerks. Yeah. Do, do the Animorphs inherit traits from humans? Or, or do the Animorphs inherit traits from the animals that they're morphing? I don't think that's an in, in, interesting question with an interesting answer. But the inverse of that, um, the hypothetical where... Uh, an animal with who, you know, argument for argument's sake, lacks sentience, um, uh, inquires, so to you know, a human. Does that inherently change how the animal behaves out of morph? You know, yeah. um, I, I I think that's an interesting thing. I don't really know if we get an answer to it. Really, we don't. Um, and it, in fact, I we, think we specifically kind of... don't. There's a there's a moment I loved here where Rachel's mm. like. Because they're they're trying to figure this out because they're basically like we have to kill this buffalo and Cassie's like this buffalo is part human now like right yeah technically and then Rachel's like I fucking hate these questions there's never a goddamn concrete answer there's no right or wrong here and it's so stupid uh, which made me think Rachel would hate these books yeah um, and I was trying to think of like if the animorphs were just kids which ones would read animorphs um, uh, Tobias, Tobias obviously. I think Marco. Mm -hmm. I I think Cassie would because she loves animals, and that's the reason that I read them when I was a kid. Right. Uh, I think um, Jake would um, be like, "I don't get it." Right. Jake's reading the Hardy Boys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's Rachel? Is Rachel reading? Is Rachel reading Harry Potter? I was. Yeah. Well, I was thinking in the same vein as like, this is in the same vein as the Babysitters Club, basically, right? Like the serialized hand-painted covers oh, and stuff i bet she'd like sweet valley high which oh, was sort yeah. of the next like babysitter's club but like it's it's sort of like christopher pike books to goosebumps books sure the, like sure. sort of sexier edgier version right right because again <laughs> what christopher pike is, i was I 12 around this sort of time and <laughs> or the fear street books i guess christopher yeah. pike would be sort of the the, the, the third level uh yeah yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Rachel would hate Animorphs. She'd be like, I don't care. They, 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 like, interrupt their action scenes to, like, talk about, like, the philosophy of war and shit. I don't get, I don't, what is that? Just kick the shit out of each other or leave. Just fight. <laughs> oh, Rachel. Um, so Cassie has to leave the buffalo behind, and there's, like, there is there are four where after someone talks to her about it, I don't remember who, but there are the she says the there are the four most animorphs ass words ever said, and it's Cassie says, I'm fine, end quote. I lied. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um Yeah, she, and then she kind of talks at length about how that's sort of the the mo- motto of the animorph basically yep. is just yeah, kind of swallowing got- <laughs> down the fact that shit sucks a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I, I found there were quite there were quite a few moments in this book where I was like, and that's animorphs. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is um despite how fucking well you know what I think because of how fucking um just absurdly bizarre this book is is what makes it so quintessentially animorphs because absolutely. they have they have to come up with a plan to destroy the Helmicron like technology and. Um, it the, this planning escalates in a way that I thought was going to de- de-escalate into a joke because they're basic. They're talking about oh, do we just hey Tobias? Why don't you tur- why don't you as a bird fly into the engines? That'll make it crash. And he's like, that seems bad. <laughs> um, 
and then Marco's all like, we don't need a cartoon, we don't need a suicide mission, we need a cartoon mission. Why don't we do a Wile E. Coyote and they drop an immediately anvil? understand what th- what he's saying. Uh, right. I mean, there's a second where Rachel's like, I don't understand. And then, but the thing is, they all immediately get on board. Jake is like, oh, I see. That's a good idea. It and I'm like, like, to who? <laughs> a plan that it, that seriously, the, the actual creation of the plan involving Marco screaming, am I the only one educated in cartoon combat? Like, it's it's like it's like the punchline to the joke plan. Yeah, right. But it's real, but it's the real plan. I and kept you know I kept waiting for Fine. it to be like a meta. I mean, it isn't a literal anvil, you know. But I kept waiting for it to be more metaphorical than it actually was. Because right. spoiler, the plan does very much involve just dropping something heavy on a helicopter. <laughs> it is almost Car- more cards, ridiculous cards than just dropping an anvil. Yeah. Cards on the table. It fucking rules. I mean, I'm it's sorry. dope, but I, it's in. I mean, it's peak animorphs. It is peak I, animorphs. I love it so much. It's stupid as fuck. And the yeah. fact that the Marco is just the fact that it's like it's completely unsaid in the text of the in the text of the book. Like, it, it's just like it's not the first time they've done this where it's like, hey, this is the plan, and then like they jump forward in the same chapter to like, yeah, that's the plan. Like, it's not the first time they've done that because it's more fun to see the thing lay out, play out when you don't know what the plan is. Right, But right. also, like, this was on, like, this was on a frustrating level. Because it was, like, it was, like, one sentence, Cassie did not know what the plan was. Next sentence, I understand the plan now. Yeah. Um, but also, I still kind of, through most of the book, just assumed it was going to be a literal anvil. I don't know where I thought they were going to get it. I thought it would be Eric, honestly. I thought that Eric would turn oh into an anvil, god. like a giant anvil, and just, oh just my be god. dropped on a helicopter. Can, can the chi, and he like, would be fine, can, I'm sure. Can the chi, like, reconstitute their form? Can, can the chi, like, morph? I, they're famously very heavy and with hologram technology. Yes, this is true. <laughs> okay, yeah. sorry. Santa was just talking about, like, visually an anvil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. But just, yeah, exactly that. Like, very heavy and would make himself look like an anvil. <laughs> Oh, that, no, that honestly, really funny. I don't hate what actually happened, but I think that would be better. Oh, 100%. Bring, that, good way to loop Eric back in the story, too. Exactly. Aww. That's. I think that's That's what I was trying to do, trying to close that loop. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. A, it's Chekhov's Eric. Chekhov's Eric. If you place a chi in the first act, you must deploy drop them. Drop them on a plane <laughs> in the third act. Drop them on a plane in the third act. Um, and another, like, very Animorphs-ass Animorphs thing is, like, Cassie almost loses the Escafel because she gets into a fight. Um, and then Jake puts Rachel right behind her so that she doesn't have to fight anymore and Rachel can fight. And Cassie's like, I, this, I, I can have it totally under control, blah, blah, blah. And Rachel was like, no, no, no. Just, you know, while you do the right thing, I do the necessary thing. Right. And then yeah. Cassie's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> And then there's a really, there's a really nice moment. There's a really nice moment later that like was compl- I just like Jake like apologizes to Cassie for snapping at her earlier about like putting the box down to fight for a second. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. I like Jake apologizing for him. Yeah, for yeah, him, like, yeah. I noticed that too. Orders. It, it was, it was, it was interesting because it's like we have like we're in the middle of like a really dire situation but let's get feelingsy for a second yeah but even, it, Ca- even it cassie's is- response is a little bit like that she was like oh i'm too t-. she was like literally says i'm too tired to hold a grudge she's like oh what oh it's fine yeah right 
But it, it is also, I think, what makes, I mean, obviously this little Animorphs group has, like, uh, there are tensions between them but I think it is that sort of stepping out and like okay I understand life and, or death but like also can we reconvene about shit for a second is kind of what like makes it work you know totally it's we need those like those moments of good active communication uh and those characters who occasionally actively communicate um about I... feelings to make uh-huh. it work <laughs> I hope I, like I hope the kids who read this learned some vi- like valuable interpersonal skills. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> well, you didn't read all of them. Yeah. No, I only read most. Of them. I I did not complete. The, I I needed to like it's like a Duolingo thing. I needed to get a hundred percent to actually consider it done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We're all going to yeah. be really well adjusted people at the end of this podcast. <laughs> oh, great! That'll be nice. Oh, thank God! I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to it for a very long yeah. time. <laughs> um, there's another really good Jake moment in a couple of, in like a couple of pages later where he's like, "Let's do it." Oh shit! Sorry, Rachel. That's your thing. And then Rachel's like, "I'll let it slide this time. Don't let it happen again." Yes. Yeah. There's some really good character writing in this book. It, there is, yeah, I love it. which I really respect because, like we discussed, the book is so breakneck, and it manages to have moments of levity without actually breaking the tension. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's yeah. all like it's all it's all paced so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because that that gets called back later when Rachel's like, "All right, let's," and Marco just interrupts her to scream, "Do it!" And then they like start fighting immediately, <laughs> and you just know Rachel's like, "You mother." <laughs> I told you never step on my bed. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it actually like so when you were reading off this ghostwriter's credits to like the other books she's written, uh-huh. um, it honestly like to her credit, she really knows how to pick up on these little like dynamic things and just integrate them really naturally because yeah. the other books are really intense that she's written, but they're all really coherent for the characters yeah. mm-hmm. to my memory um i don't know there's it, there seems to be a very uh very uh nuanced understanding of dynamic there which um is not always the case with some of these ghostwriters it's very you know here's the here's the blunt version of what the how these two uh, characters you know what the yeah. energy between them is but uh, i don't know I feel like i've had specifically a couple of issues over the past few books with how some of some Cassie has been characterized sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like everyone I feel like everyone who is not Capelgate not even not even I feel like Capelgate I feel like people are I feel like the people who are writing these books struggle to land on exactly where Cassie is as a sometimes character. Sometimes there can be a lot of yeah, there's a lot of variation. Like yeah, like I feel I feel like there's definitely like d- different writers with a lot of different styles obviously, but I feel like ra- like Rachel, Jake, uh Marco and Axe have all been dialed. I feel like Tobias is a little bit shaky sometimes, and I feel like Cassie is really shaky. And I know that a lot of people who like Animorphs do not like Cassie, and I'm pretty sure this is why. Yeah, I... Oh, that's so weird for me to hear, because Cassie's always been my favorite. Um, I love... Ca- don't get me wrong. I love Cassie, but, like, I know, like... Uh, no, that, good, that totally a, a makes sense. And I think it's sure. it's not that any of them are two-dimensional characters, but a lot of them have much more definable, actionable goals. Right. Or uh, instincts, especially, essentially, that you could you could lean on. Um, right. Like they have something you could write on a character sheet uh-huh. under goals. Uh, right. Whereas Cassie is not as simple as like if you wanted to if she were Flanderized, it would be, you know, keep the peace or whatever. 
or avoid right. violence. But neither of those are true enough to really define her drive. It's, right, exactly. it's, it's interesting because I feel like she's she's characterized on her internal tension, but not necessarily. We see a lot of change of of uh, of the main cast and how they've they've changed as people. Hmm. We've oh, I feel like we've only seen an increase in internal tension for Cassie, if that makes sense. Like, and maybe that'll come to a head eventually. I'd kind of like to see it come to a head. I would like to be like just like uh, I would like to see that, but all, but at the same time, it just kind of feels like. It just kind of feels like five veteran tabletop players and one greenhorn at the table. I don't know. I, I, I Not so I'm, I. This is this is so like treating the character as its own person instead of you know how it's yeah. written and just being him. But I, I, I feel like Cassie deserves a sort of um, a reliable change of like growth in character. That she's mm-hmm. just not getting. I feel no. like she just she becomes more and more uncomfortable with what's happening rather than um, having a, anything actionable happen. If I that feel makes like sense. yeah, I think a huge part of that is just that the atmosphere of these books and just as they are and sort of like the entire thesis being like war is hell and ruins you means that there's no. It's really hard to imagine a non-grimdark sort of like evolution of her character because it the the most natural arc for her is oh her naivete being broken or whatever. Right. And I feel like I don't know what growth she could possibly have while all of this is going on because I feel like her taking part in this conflict almost like necessitates her putting her own personality aside because it's so against her nature but she knows right. it's important i was i was just about to say something like that where, where it's like even if they want to write cassie like leaning more into her pacifist side of just like not like harming like in order for her to be an active player in these books she kind of has to interact on that level i would love for her and she does take this role um but I would love for her to more be a, a more defined strategist because I feel yes. like it does make sense for her to be really strategically minded. You right. Know? I think we. Uh, oh, you're totally right. We've definitely seen glimpses of that, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to her finding not necessarily nonviolent solutions to problems, but to finding solutions to problems that involve the psychology of a person like Mm -hmm. knowing that they'll be able to get into somewhere because someone's ego is so big that they wouldn't have guards posted or whatever right she's super good at reading people yeah Yeah. i would love to see that tapped into a little more because i feel like it's fallen to the wayside a little bit yeah which makes sense because Uh, everything's been happening so much (laughs) right right but it's it's just a thing where i feel like we really really understand where characters like uh, you know, like Jake and Marco and um, uh, Rachel are at, you know, you know, because of this conflict. But I feel like I don't a hundred percent understand how Cassie relates to it, other than is just kind of uncomfortable with the whole thing. You yeah, know, it's, it's again, it goes back to your whole what you said about uh, her not having really defined goals. Um, mm. Obviously, all of these books have already been written, so I can't. So it feels weird <laughs> to talk about. I hope in the future, et cetera, or they should in the future. Um, but I would love to see um, some a, a more concrete uh, uh, motivation for her, rather than keeping the peace. Because I feel like keeping the peace 
or or uh, let's, let's think of her as some uh, 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 utilitarian f philosophically where she wants to bring the most good to the most amount of people basically yeah um, uh, I think I think there's something interesting to be done there and it just hasn't been done yet I, as, I think it's... as much as I would like it to be you know yeah I think it's interesting that you bring Jake up because uh, I would, he almost suffers from the same problem, but because he has an archetype to bounce off of, he has right. the sort of military leader to bounce sure, off yeah, of, both, yeah. in, both, both in a meta way, like you see Jake trying to be the hero, and part of the interesting thing about his character is understanding him and where the parts of him like uh, clash with the stereotypical hero protagonist absolutely but it's also you know diegetically something that he struggles with where he's like i'm supposed to be the hero and so I'll, he he gets uh, i think that if he didn't have that he would be a lot he would be even more like hard to pin down uh, right but i guess that just is literally giving him a tangible goal which is basically what you're talking about right right um yeah because the thing is uh, with I guess Rachel is the one with the strongest motivation. Yeah. Um, but it, it seems to be something because it's something that seems inherent in her personality is this sort of like a, a need to conquer, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, being basically channeled into the most pr like pr like uh, productive way it can be. Uh, uh, but she she's a very um, you know dr driven individual. <laughs> To say the least, yeah. Um, uh, I, I I think um, it's it's interesting when we when we compare uh, I, I, to last book where we felt like okay we've or was it last book the book where she had to be a leader not the last book but just uh, one of more yeah recent within books. the past like three books right where um, she had to be like a leader yeah, it's like yeah, well yeah. we've we've examined the sort of arc not only within the story but within Rachel like we understand that she's kind of foolhardy, you know? Yeah. We understand, and we understand why she is, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I, I I, feel like we're just, we have like an opposite but equal problem with Cassie where it's like, we understand that we don't understand, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I, yeah, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think, I, I just think that the, the, it's just very odd to me that we're still that we still have question marks about Cassie when we have had as many books for her as we have had for yeah. Jake and Marco and Rachel. I and honestly, like I think I understand Axe's character more than I do, even though we get him like we've only had like four books from Axe's perspective at this point. Sure, sure, yeah. I think a huge part of it is that the narrative function Cassie serves is to constantly be questioning everything. Mm -hmm. right. So if we resolve her you know if we give her like the somehow she finds inner peace in the middle of this conflict then suddenly we're we miss a lot of the depths that she brings yeah uh, because she isn't constantly questioning you know the the meaning of everything so the books then don't do it as much i think right mm -hmm. I, I and I can think of ways to go around that but at the same time it does start to feel like i'm trying to give um you know, content editing notes to someone who's already written a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this is already published. So it just kind of, I guess, I guess I'm, I, I hope and pray that we, we, and, and I actually, I think she's going to be a really strong third act character. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, we are, too. if not already in, we are heading towards. Absolutely. We are, um, we are not, we are not in it yet. This is very much, this is very, I mean, this is 
this is more or less filler. This is like, I mean, this book in particular is a bit like agree, not egregious, but like it feels more fillery than some of the other ones have, I guess. Right. It, it's like, it's very much especially something... because especially because they had to like change the rules of how the Escafil device works to accommodate <laughs> the story. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, um, yeah we have a question about that. So let's do we that. do we just want to do do we just want to wrap up the general plot so we can talk about the details? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they fucking Marco yeets the box across a big gap, right? Yeah, right. I this this, this, this plan this they 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 take too long to go over and then enact this plan that is some of us will cross the road and one of us won't, and then the one of us will throw the box across the road and then cross the road. They yeah. they just take like three chapters to go over that for some reason. Ooh. I mean I mean this is a short book. They needed to do something. It's fine. I guess so. And essentially yeah. the next big thing is base is like the buffalo shows up at the worst possible time yeah. and Mister Three thinks it's one of the am- thinks it's one of the ambulate bandits and starts yelling at it and it is the funniest so thing in the just world. He's actually really sexy perfect. in this book. Can I say that? It's- <laughs> Is that an insane thing to say? I didn't notice because he, I, I feel like I didn't get enough like details of the monologues, you know? That's what really mm-hmm. dra- draws me in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, yeah, he, Visser 3 just yelling at earth animals is very funny. The buffalo- <laughs> this, this is not the first He's time so it's dumb. happened. He's so this dumb. This is not the first time it's happened and I cannot wait for the next time. Like, <laughs> it's evil himbo energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the buffalo um, acquires Visser 3. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get into an andalite tail fight the buffalo fucking knocks viscer three out and then yeah. they just like bounce right yeah. uh yeah but um they fucking they bounce but then cassie has to jump off a cliff yeah this whole part i so i mean part of this the whole difficulty here is that basically they're like we can't let this buffalo human just live so uh something has to happen right um cassie and the buffalo jump off a cliff and then nearly die yeah and then cassie morphs back to human so she's fine and she coaxes the buffalo to morph back to human so that he's fine as well yeah and, and then when marco asks about, human. How, yeah and then marco's like how the fuck did that happen cassie is like i don't know i, don't know, I guess, guess it was instinct me. But yeah. just before she meets up with Marco and the gang again, uh, she's, like, kind of walking, and uh, suddenly there's a giant ant in front of her that begins to have her face. Um, uh. And then there's an ant that morphed into Cassie, and she remembers that, oh, yeah, there was an ant on the Escafil device that I flicked off, and I, yep. so I guess oh. it got morphing powers and acquired me. This whole scene sucks so fucking much. Aunt Cassie uh, attacks Cassie Cassie grows pincers tries it has the ability to control the morph better like better than any of the other animorphs can (laughs) um it just it it, um there's an interesting moment where cassie where like the thing starts like screaming in existential terror and cassie's like what the fuck oh yeah that's right now it's like completely disconnected from the network that like is the reason that i don't go that, that i don't morph ants anymore yeah which I think ties in really nicely. Uh, one of the parts, like one of the uh, the things about her opening monologue, and she was she was like, "My parents understand animals very well, not as well as I do, because uh, I can become them." And mm-hmm. there's, there's something very different about understanding 
an animal's behavior and having behaved like exactly like that animal and had their instincts and i don't necessarily know if it's helpful or good um just really showing like how hard it can be to basically meld your mind with a a completely different mind right (laughs) Um, right right totally differently from yours so i have a question Buffalo yes. comes in, saves the day, kills the kills Aunt Cassie, and um, I think well, Cassie then, kills the ant, but yeah, she does, she does. The, the thing like mortally wound the the buffalo mortally wounds Aunt Cassie, yeah, and then the Aunt Cassie starts morphing back to ant, and then Cassie's like, no, 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 no and just like fucking steps all over it. Yeah. Question: Did did the bull not retain its like injuries? Uh, like is so, that... how injuries work and morph? Um, I thought, because I, I thought it was, I, I genuinely thought it was, like, they, anything that they morph into, obviously, does not, like, you know, like, say that, like, I morph into a dog, and I break my leg as the dog, I morph back to human, morph back to the dog, my leg's not broken. I break my arm as a right. human, morph into a dog, I morph back to human, I thought my arm is still broken. Right. I think it, it's it, all DNA. I think that's so. true, though, because I think, wasn't, didn't we have Tobias, like, break a wing Yes, or Tobias something? with the wing splint, yes. Oh, you're yes, right. Yeah, this book plays pretty fast and loose with morphing. Like, I don't, I, I, just the entire concept, I think, I feel like I have to be pretty uh, forgiving of if I'm going to accept it because morphing takes a lot of concentration. So I don't think you could accidentally morph, even if yeah, you had this, the. This, this entire book, like, has to just, like, you just kind of, like, forget a lot of other things you've already learned about how morphing works. Which can be, which is a little frustrating because one of the things I like about Anorf so much is that it, has i'm not going to say it is consistent it has the ability to be very consistent yes exactly. it definitely has rules whether like, it yeah. follows it or not is another question <laughs> i would i would um uh Caplegate's husband has tweeted a couple of photos from this i would literally kill someone to get my hands on the animorphs bible <laughs> right right yeah. And so the, the, the overarching thing of this has has been, you know, Cassie dealing with the fact that she's probably going to have to kill this buffalo human while also becoming pack bonded with it. Um, mm-hmm. Like the buffalo follows her basically regardless of what morph she's in, if she's human or if she's a buffalo. Um, and uh, they're starting, she doesn't know, like everybody else denies that the buffalo human is learning to talk, thinks that it's just mimicking her mouth sounds. She definitely believes that that he's slowly starting to like gain sapience. Um, and it's, sorry, sentience. Uh, which one is which? I fucking forget. Are they uh, not the same? I thought they were synonyms. No. One, there's, uh, well, this is the thing, I forget. An editor's privilege is getting to correct their own stupid mistakes. In short, sentient means having consciousness, while sapient means, essentially, having wisdom or judgment. A buffalo in its natural state is sentient, and Cassie is trying to figure out if it is developing sapience. This might be me being vegan on main and I apologize, but not really. This is a series largely about animals so it is going to come up, suckers. Okay. Um, but the way that this ends is like the helicopters are coming or a bug fighter comes and she thought speaks to the buffalo uh you're good and she sees the buffalo like relax and then the buffalo just gets shot to death yeah uh, it's, and it's, then it, 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 it describes it like being disintegrated by a drake humby but like in my head it was like very like a power rangers explosion 
where like the Dracon beam shoots and then like we cut to like a wide like a wide shot of just like a, a very obviously fake buffalo and just like a fucking explosion like just throws styrofoam everywhere. I was seeing it as uh, incredibly realistic and violent like the rest of this book. <laughs> <laughs> But isn't it more fun the other way? It is. <laughs> I like that a lot better. Yeah. And so this is when we learned that the drop the anvil on the helicopter thing is Cassie, Cassie bringing back that plan where she's a bird and then she quickly morphs into a whale. But she's so tired from the other, from the past 45 minutes um, of like, I'm going to say, I don't know, 200 morphs uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that she can't get big enough. And earlier... You know, they were like, helicopters aren't that hard to destroy. They accidentally crash all the time from birds flying in. And then they were like, haha, suicide mission, haha. And then. Check off bird. Fucking seagull ex machina. Because um, <laughs> Cassie misses. Yeah, Cassie isn't going to get big enough in time. The helicopter gets out of the way, and just a random seagull flies into the helicopter engine and uh takes it down and cassie gets thrown into the ocean oh and apparently she's like really badly burnt and they can barely get her to demorph and marco and jake are fucking screaming at the top of their lungs i loved this like marco was like oh we were watching and we were all thinking oh it's not gonna work and rachel's like hey you weren't thinking it you were screaming you were screaming about it. And I was like, Marco. Marco just There's like, no, Cassie's going to get hurt. Eh. Oh, <laughs> love your friend. Love. And then they all make fun of Marco for a while, including Axe. Axe. Axe turns in. He, he, he does an Marcus accurate humor. description. Um, and um, Rachel. Rachel's so rude. I love her. Um, Cassie's like, also... An aunt tried to kill me. And she's like, your aunt tried to kill you? Wow, I thought Tobias's family was bad. <gasps> oh my god! Rachel! <laughs> you guys are flirting! Don't say stuff like that. That's so rude. You Tobias can't just is, say things. Though to be fair, I can totally see Tobias being like, huh? <laughs> yeah, totally. Aw, <laughs> uh, Toby. And uh, Jake makes like a really silly like low effort joke and axe goes ha 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 and everyone's like what and mark and he's like is that that's an appropriate uh reaction to human humor is that correct and marco's like fucking if this is the new thing if axe is gonna start laughing at all of jake's goddamn jokes i'm out and cassie's like but none of us could ever be out we all knew it end of book (laughs) (laughs) oh it is everything i was like is like uh, boyfriends but then also drama yeah. but also yeah fucking like life debt to society or whatever yeah um i love animorphs hi so did did your copies have a a, a preview of the next book no um oh, i don't think Blair, mine did. you're gonna be so excited i think it has Me? alien it has alien conspirists <gasps> yes oh my god that reminds me of the one time we 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 read the conspiracy but didn't oh, take no a chance to talk about alien yeah. conspiracy theory yeah, i'm the, very excited the next right, book is right. called i'm i'm gonna go fucking off the rails I'm next book, so everyone it's called just... the other and it involves the preview i i feel like this isn't a spoiler because if it's in the preview it's fair game um involves leaked andalite footage Oh my god. You guys! Oh my god. I'm so excited. Um, uh, 
I'm just gonna. I'm... President Eisenhower collaborated with the <laughs> Andalites. Oh, <sighs> uh, too bad we. The truth is out too there. Too bad we didn't do that book this week. We could have capitalized on the Area 51 meme. Mm. Oh my god. I mean, it. Maybe it'll be going still. Look, all these people are fucking posers. Yeah. I've been. I, I've been. You've been Naruto running doing, to Area I'm... 51 for years. Yeah. <laughs> The aliens aren't even in Area 51. The government yeah. knows. They've moved. <laughs> you guys, get with the fucking program. Anyways, um, um, y'all want to get into questions? It's in Montana. <laughs> I, so I, I asked, this week, the Wonder Yurks are asking what it truly means to be human. And also, what if a buffalo turned into a person? Would that be fucked up or what? What if it was an ant? <laughs> it's the hidden. Send in your questions. Heavenly Evan wants to know, they sure did change how the morphing cube works, huh? This book is wild, though. Yeah. Uh, agree with that second statement, and to clarify the change in the uh, the change in the morphing, uh, the change that uh, the change in the rules of the Escafil device. The way that it worked before is that it was only like a transference of the morphing power. It was not like the source of the morphing power. You had to have someone with the morph power put their hand on it, and then someone who did not have it would absorb the morph power through the device. I believe. I don't and know this... if that's actually a huge because uh, assumedly. Um... Uh, Cassie was holding the thing the entire time. Is is the is the no Cassie the, drops it. Cassie oh, drops oh, it. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, even if the, even if she didn't drop it, like, the fact that the thing is just the uh, the fact that the escapade device is just sitting in some corner of the barn, and like, what if an ant crawled over it? There's so many ants with morphing powers. Oh god, that's the true end. That's the true end of Animorphs. Is it's just a like little shop just of giving, horrors just giving, first just ending. Me. Ants with morphing powers take over the whole fucking globe and the Yurks are like, nope. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Just the entire just the entire fucking just the entire fucking world devolves into a Cronenbergian nightmare. Yes. There are so many ants. There are there are so many That's ants. so true, Seda. So many ants. So many ants. <laughs> Breaking from fucking the Wonder Yurks, there are so many ants. There's so many ants. There's um, so many of a lot of things. Uh, at what is cosplay asked, what which animal would cause the most chaos if it found the uh, if it found the Escafil device? I think we already decided it would be ants. Yeah. I think ants. we just decided that right now. It's kind Absolutely of ants. ants. Oh. Uh, here's just a nice little question. What are some cool plants that you like? Um, I don't know anything about plants. I like jade plants a lot. Um, I personally. I have <clears throat> I've been a long I've been a long time fan of uh, Venus flytraps and oh, yeah? cacti. Yeah. Uh, I think those are two. Those are some cool plants that I enjoy. Succulents are basically the only plants I can't kill. That's actually not true anymore. I've killed several. <laughs> the squirrels. You know what? It's I have so I've had it. I had the same jade plant for like seven years. Um, and it grew huge, and then squirrels ate it. So I'm like, well, I have a little bit left of it. I'm going to grow that. I'm just going to sit it outside for an hour so get some sun. And then I go to the bathroom or whatever, and I come back, and squirrels eat it. Um, anyway, <laughs> hell is real. Um, also, I'd like to say rhododendrons. Uh, oh, but yeah. it's good. I like uh, plants. That's, all yes. plants are good, yeah. All plants are good. Um is that podcast? The only thing it I have has. to add is that I'm just going to take a picture of a couple of my notes because, like I said, I was reading from a book. So just to have the whole experience, I took, like, physical notes with my hand and a pen. Yes. You remember that? Um, oh. Yes. <laughs> and you can just see my handwriting devolve as shit gets weirder and weirder. Like, just all caps, barely legible. Cassie watches herself 
die on Buffalo Highlands. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We did not talk about how fucked up that is. So we can take like two seconds because I, we're on a bit of a timetable here. But Cassie watches herself get gored by a fucking, by a fucking, by, by a buffalo. Yeah. It really sucks. It's really bad. Yeah. This is what I mean about the books are just trying to break her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And us. And us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've already succeeded. Yeah. So I'm a shell we, of a man. We are at the Mortar Yurks on Twitter, and you we can all if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash fearbaiting. That helps support both this and the other podcast that we do, Fear Baiting, which I do and Blair edits and Sata does music for, which we all love. Yay! Yay. Um, I forgot uh, I was you, involved. Yeah. yeah. You are. Um if uh, if you want to support the podcast, uh, patreon.com slash fearbaiting. Uh, $1 a month gets you early access to episodes. Five bucks a month gets you uh, shout-outs each month on the shows. And also, uh, uh, you get to send a message in. Uh, Ten bucks a month lets you decide a horror movie for us to watch on fearbaiting. So, I guess no real incentives for that, uh, for this podcast. But, you know, if you want to make it such a movie... Do it over there. Sure, sure. So thank um, you very much to Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, and Duffy Aisha. Thank you for our lives. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to find me, you can... Well, also thank you to Noisepace.xyz and Matt GameCube for uh, the wonderful network we are hosted upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to recommend that you go listen to Podcasting is Forbidden in the Cloud Recesses because that's a podcast I've been listening to a lot lately and it's very funny and Roy and Fallon are very good friends of mine. Uh, if you want to find What's me elsewhere, I'm... S- oh, sorry. It's about uh, Mao Dushi, I believe is how it's pronounced. Uh, it's the Chinese... It's a Chinese anime about fucking uh, uh, demonic cultivation. Nice. Uh... If you want to follow me, I'm SunHatGenya on Twitter, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. Uh, that's also me on Twitch and Mastodon at Online, And also listen to me on Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the leftism podcast for the Terminally, terminally Online, also hosted on Noise Space and also hosted, hosted by Roy of Podcasting is Forbidden in the Cloud Recesses. Nice. You have <sighs> many um, irons in the fire. Unlike me, um, you can find me on Twitter at Blair Kitch. End of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you can find me on Twitter at need. No, sorry, I was need smiling. A tea. I needed to. I was Aww. smiling, and I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, oh, you're too goth for this. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at nudity with an e a instead of a y. You can check out my other podcast, Music for Mole Hills, at Musical Mole on Twitter or on Noisepace.xyz, and you can check my music out at GayGothVibes.online. Yes. Um, So thank you all for listening this week. We will see you in two weeks with book 40, um, where I scream for an hour and uh, my hosts have to just listen and deal with that. Um, (laughs) But until then, I have been Blair. I'm Sarah. I'm Seda. And remember, walk gently over the Escafil device and get morphine powers. (laughs) Please. It's very dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.